Welcome to the Student Ministry Podcast. This is episode 77 of the Student Ministry Podcast. My name is Steve Cullum. I'm your host for this episode, and I'm so glad you're here today as we talk to a good friend of mine, Mark Terrian. Mark is uh, one of the directors at WorkCamp NE, and today we get to talk to him about his journey with Christ and how service has really played a huge role in shaping him to who he is today and what they offer there at WorkCamp NE for your students to get involved in serving others. So I'm so excited for you to hear from Mark today. But before we jump into any of that, I just want to thank you guys so much for being here. Um, if this is the first time that you are listening to the Student Ministry Podcast, be sure to hit that subscribe button, share this with other youth pastors, youth workers that you know who need to hear these conversations. And uh, yeah, that should be a huge benefit to us. Also know that we're still running that giveaway for a free copy, free physical copy of The State of Religion and Young People 2021. And uh, we talked about this back on episode 75. So if you haven't checked that out, be sure to do that. But you can enter into the link uh, that's in our show notes. We would love for you to enter and uh, get a chance to win a free physical copy of that book. And before we jump into the conversation with Mark, we do want to thank the sponsor of this episode of the Student Ministry Podcast. G-Shades is a youth ministry curriculum and teaching strategy focused on helping students see every life situation through the lens of the gospel. There's several options to fit everyone with three plans to choose from. This curriculum gives you the resources that you need to do what you do better. Do you need message outlines, a discussion guide, and a game? That's just $16 a month. If you're looking for a higher production value, including bumper videos, Instagram devotionals, and parent guides, that's $25 a month. And do you want an affordable youth ministry video curriculum that can help you increase your online reach during this pandemic? G-Shades has you covered for $36 a month. You will not find a better youth ministry video curriculum at that price point anywhere. G-Shades really sets itself apart by helping students see the gospel applies to every life situation that is out there. And if you want to find out more about Mike Haynes, the founder of G-Shades, you can check out episodes 32 and 55 of the Student Ministry Podcast. So go ahead and head over to gshades.org to download season three of G-Shades Youth Ministry Curriculum, and be sure to use the promo code T-S-M-P-O-D for the Student Ministry Podcast at checkout to get an extra 10% off. G-S-H-A-D-E-S dot O-R-G and use the promo code T-S-M-P-O-D. G-Shades, seeing life through the lens of the gospel. You can find the link for G-Shades in the podcast show notes. Thanks so much, G-Shades, for sponsoring this episode of the Student Ministry Podcast. All right, now it's time to get into this conversation I had recently with Mark Tarian of WorkCamp NE. Hey, Mark, thanks so much for being on the podcast today. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's good to see you on the screen. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it's been a it's been a few years since we've been in person. Um, we saw each other last summer on the on the yeah. screen, I guess. But uh, so uh, I, of course, know a lot about uh, you. We've known each other for. A lot longer than I'm willing to admit, not because of our friendship, but just because I'm I don't want to admit that we're that old. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I know a lot about your your ministry there with WorkCamp NE and everything. Uh, but for our listeners um, who are maybe this is the first time they're hearing about you or WorkCamp or anything uh, about that, um, I'd love to just start with your story, just to hear a little bit about uh, where God has brought you over the years to kind of get you to this point where you are today. 
Sure. So yeah, my name is Mark Tarian, part of the staff at uh, WorkCamp NE, which is a missions organization based in southern New Hampshire. Um, it started off as a, a piece of a big church out here that did a mission trip down south, and then they thought, we want to do the same thing in our backyard. Uh, my church kind of tagged along, and, and it grew from there. But personally, I grew up in the church here in Londonderry, New Hampshire, and um, kind of grew up in, in the faith and always had an understanding of God as I went through high school. Um, I kind of started stepping into the world a little more, kind of doing the, all, all my friends are partying and I'm in New England where there's no other Christians around. And so I, I didn't have a single friend in my high school who was a Christian. And so, you know, the, just the pull of all the stuff that they were doing started to, to pull on me, kind of stepped into that world. And, and by my junior, senior year of high school, I was kind of playing the, you know, both lines, like the world on, on Monday through Saturday and trying to do the church stuff on Sunday. And, um, and, and yet every every summer I would do this thing called work camp that I'm now a part of. And that was kind of what what tethered me to um, to God. And, and every summer I had that, OK, I'm getting outside, I'm serving somebody else and I'm seeing what happens when I when I chase after God. And so actually right right after my senior year of high school, um, I went to work camp again and I was planning on going to Florida State. I was looking forward to going somewhere really far away that was warm and that had, you know, 60,000 people packed in a football stadium. <laughs> and those are all the check, the, the checked all the boxes that I was looking for in college. Um, and then I went to work camp and at work camp, I just kind of saw the emptiness of a lot of the things I had been pursuing and the fullness of God. And so, um, I remember talking to my dad and and said, "Hey, I think I'm I'm thinking about switching to this this to Lincoln Christian College. It's the only Christian school I'd ever heard of because I again grew up in the Northeast, where you know God is uh, it, it seems far a lot of times. Like you don't know a lot of the opportunities around here. And um, and so I asked him like, "Hey, is that okay?" And of course he was thrilled. And uh, so I went out to Lincoln and I found this school I had never visited. I just signed up last minute and decided like I'm going to go to this. I need a Christian environment. So I showed up and you know instead of it was, it was still far away, so check that box. Uh, it was not warm. It was not big. Like Florida State, they had a bus system at Lincoln. There, I pulled up, and it was like four buildings in a cornfield. And I thought, like, oh no, what have I done? Um, but I met some cool people there, Steve. Like you, we played soccer together my freshman year. It was by far the worst sports team I had ever played on. Um, you guys won, I think, two games to start the season, but I wasn't eligible because like I came out yeah. late. Yeah. And uh, and so I missed the first two games, and then I jumped on, and I think we went like zero and twelve or zero and fourteen for when I stepped on. I don't, so, I don't know if there's a connection there, but I'm just never... <laughs> there's some lines you could draw, yeah. Um, but so, so it was funny. It was the worst worst sports team by a mile that I had ever played on, but it was the most fun I ever had. Um, and it was the first time I had been around like really solid Christians that were interested in the same things as me. Um, I had guys like you and a couple of the other older guys who I could look up to and. And see that you weren't like around here, the people that were fairly um, strong in their faith seemed to be pretty weird and um, kind of were always distinguishing themselves apart from everybody else. But you guys were fairly normal people, but just lived your faith out. So, um, you know, a couple of the younger guys on the team, we would get up to shenanigans all the time, but it wasn't um, sinful shenanigans the way it was when I was in high school. So it wasn't, you know, it was hanging out late and doing dumb stuff, but not uh, adding alcohol or things like that. And so, um, it really was huge and informational for my faith to be around to be around those guys and to be at Lincoln. Uh, my time wasn't well spent in the classroom. I was a dumb 18 year old who uh, wasn't disciplined and um, and just goofed around and, and hung out too late and then slept in because I didn't have anyone to kick my butt out of bed and get me to class. And so I just kind of I wasted a lot of my time in the classroom and didn't do real well there. Um, but over that time, I, my faith was being formed in a huge way. Um, at the, around that time, I met up with my buddy, Super Dave, who's now the uh, pastor at my home church that I grew up in that I'm now working with, too. 
And um, he made me a youth group leader, like one of his small group leaders, which I thought was insane. I was like, I shouldn't be in charge of anybody. And I think a few <laughs> of the elders at his church agreed. Um, but Super Dave saw some of the potential and, and put me in charge of the youth group. And that was another chance to kind of say, okay, you know, if I'm supposed to be taking my faith seriously, I'm supposed to be leading these students. And yet here, look, looking at some of my behaviors and decisions, I need to change some things. And so that was another big, big piece of my formation. Um, a few years after that, I got married and uh, to, to my wife, Jess, who's from Illinois. And um, we moved back to New Hampshire to, to be a part of WorkCamp Any. And uh, since then, we've been here for, I think, 11 or 12 years now back, back home. And we have three kids. So my, my roles have been shifting. I'm now in that dad role, coaching soccer and basketball way too much. Um, I've, been, I've joined on staff at my home church now as the creative arts pastor part-time on top of doing my work camp stuff. And then I also teach at the local Christian high school. Uh, I teach the worship arts class and a, this year we added a digital media class. So probably juggling a few things more than I need to, but there are a lot of really good things and I, you know, I like trying to contribute when I can. So kind of doing a lot of that stuff. That's really cool. Yeah. I, I, I enjoy hearing from other people that have their hands in a lot of things because it makes me feel good. Cause there's a lot of times where I'm like, maybe I should cut down. And then I'm like, Oh yeah, Mark's doing a lot of stuff and he's doing good. So maybe I can keep it up. <laughs> Steve, I think if you're looking to me for your example, some things have gone very wrong. <laughs> this has always been the opposite. That's, that's the opposite of how this relationship is usually going, Steve. <laughs> uh, but uh, it, it has been really cool to, to see uh, God work in your life uh, over those years um, and stuff too. And, and yeah, I look back with fond memories of, of our time on the soccer team together. Um, yeah, there's a lot of times where I'm like, oh man, if I could only go back to that part of my life, it was just a, a really, um, I would probably never have said it at the time, but now, you know, looking back and older, I can use words like this. It was a really sweet time um, that was, uh, that I probably didn't take nearly as much advantage of as, as I should have at the time. Um, but it was really, really good. And, uh, and yeah, it was really fun to kind of make that transition from, I remember being that freshman who was like, I have no idea what's going on here I am at school joining this team and I had, you know, the, the upperclassmen to, to help me and everything. And it was cool to play a, a little bit of that role when, when you guys came on as freshmen too. So, so. Yeah, it was, it was huge. It was, it was extremely formational for me and um, just the people that we had on that team were like, you, it was a, it'd be hard to find another group like that. Absolutely. Well, I know, uh, yeah, you mentioned that your, your time at, at work camp any as a, as a student has now come full circle and that is like your full-time job is what you do. So jump into that a little bit. Like what does, what is work camp, I guess. And then we can talk a little bit about your role specifically, but first of all, what, what is work camp any? Sure. So our quick tagline, usually I'd say to people who are unfamiliar is work camp is kind of like church camp mixed with habitat for humanity. Um, except that we don't do new builds the way Habitat does. We do repair work. So we bring in students and youth groups from around the country to come to the Northeast each summer, different locations around the Northeastern states. And we bring in anywhere from about a, a smaller week will be 50 to 60. A big week will be 200, 250. Um, students and, and leaders will sleep in a high school. We go out and find folks who could use a hand in the community. So if they're elderly or under-resourced or handicapped or any of those kind of things, We'll go out and we'll build wheelchair ramps. We'll put on new roofs. We will do a lot of painting. Anything that we can help them be a little bit warmer, safer, and drier is kind of the three things we go for. Um, and so we do that anywhere from about three to five weeks in the summer. We have uh, another week in April. Traditionally, we have gone out a few times out to Illinois in June and done one out there. 
and we always will do some little weekend service camps and things like that. So that's kind of the the main the main deal. Cool. Cool. And the majority of what you guys do is in the Northeast, but like you said, you have kind of ventured out to Illinois and some different places over the years as well. Is that, is that still kind of the vision or will you kind of like go wherever God needs? Yeah, it's absolutely. The, the dream would be that we have so many kids serving in the Northeast that we got to send them elsewhere. And that, you know, our, our dream is just that every, every teenager who knows God goes out and serves in his name and lets other people know about him. And so the big dream that still is far away down the road is that the, you know, our, our initials are WCNE, Work Camp Northeast. Um, we'd love to add some different initials at the end of that. And we've done that with the Midwest and uh, we've had some other opportunities like that, that is really exciting. So for now, we're still concentrated in the Northeast. We're still a small group. Uh, we're growing and that's exciting, but we, um, we know there's a lot of great other groups out there too. So if we can support them, we've, we've, we've teamed up with other organizations as well. So, you know, for us, it's all about, can, can we want our students to get outside the church walls and live their faith out. And one of the best ways you can do that is building a wheelchair ramp for a little old lady. And yeah. no matter what people say about the Christian faith or anything, you can't argue with putting a new roof on someone's head over, over someone's head or, you know, building a wheelchair ramp for someone who gets outside for the first time in, in years. Um, yeah. So we just, we just love seeing students get out and serve using a saw, using a hammer and nails, doing something physical where they can pull away at the end of the week and say like, Oh, look, we, we built that. And, you know, and someone's life is forever changed because of it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm going to get into that a little bit more, but I'd love to kind of shift just a little bit and just talk about what your role there is at, uh, at Work Camp Andy. What, what do you do on a regular basis? So um, I know it's it's shifted a little bit over the years. So what is what is your ministry there as specifically with with, uh, with Work Camp look like? Yeah, my role keeps getting more boring every year as I get older <laughs> and uh, <laughs> used to just do all the fun stuff like the games at night and in the band and that kind of thing. And now I have to do, you know, start learning how to um, file for insurances in different states. Um, so I'm a director at Work Camp and e. It's a it's an interesting dynamic. It's a family run ministry. So um, I like to joke that I have one year of seniority on my dad, who uh, is another director as well. We're the only two full time employees. Um, but I I came as a camper in 1998 for the first time as a little seventh grader, and I dragged my dad along the next year. So 98, and then in 2003, the person who had been running it passed the reins off. My dad was interested, and he kind of took it over from there. So that was when I was in high school. Once I was done with my uh, efforts at college, I told them, you know, I want to come back and work for a camp. And God did some amazing things. That's a long story for another day um, and has allowed us to do that now for the last 10 years full time. So the two of us are full time. My mom p- pitches in most or a lot of times around the calendar year and, and all of the summer. And my wife has done it, too. Um, she's now a stay at home mom as well. So she's she's quite busy. So it's mostly the four of us and then a lot of great volunteers who give up lots of time in the summer. Um, so my role as a director uh, that means a lot of different things. I'm primarily, we always say that work camp kind of comes down to three pieces. There's the, the building piece, the work site piece, there's the programming side, and then there's the um, like logistics of camp running, you know, getting people enough water to survive for the week, food and all that kind of thing. And so my, my dad usually heads up the contracting side with, of the sites with a, using a few different contractors. Um, I organize our programming. So that's the devotional times during the day. At night, we come back after serving all day and we have our evening program where we'll have a band and a speaker and, you know, just try to drive our students a little bit deeper into their faith. And so that's kind of where I spend most of my time. Um, as I said, in, in the past, as I was younger, I was doing more of that kind of fun stuff. Like, let's really spend a lot of time on these stage games. And now it's like, I got to get that done so I can get the more important, you know, stuff done so we can stay open and all that. Um so that's kind of my my role at camp. 
in the off season, I'm kind of in charge of recruiting and promotion. So in the fall, we kind of are in that recruiting promotion um, mind frame. Once winter and spring hits, then we start planning for the, the upcoming summer. Uh, we will work on, in a traditional non-COVID year, we're working on 60 to 75 homes over the course of three to four weeks. Um, so that's a really heavy amount of work in a short amount of time. And it takes a lot of preparation. So that's our winter and spring is getting a lot of that stuff ready. Um, we have about five or 600 students come through in a calendar year. Uh, again, pre-COVID. COVID was a little bit lesser, uh, but we still right. got to do some really cool stuff. Um, but, you know, trying to figure out, okay, how do we get these five or 600 students to understand who God is and what he means and what he's done for them? And then how do they translate that as, as they're working throughout the week? How do they let that sink in and how do they share that? Mm, that's good. So the min, you know, the main reason why I want to ask you about that is not only to, you know, help our listeners to, to get to know you, um, but also I think the, the joy and the great thing about what I've been able to do in this podcast is, is interview different people from different walks of life within the youth ministry world. And so I think, you know, maybe there's someone out there listening going like, Hey, that's actually sounds really cool. Maybe I should pursue that kind of area of ministry. Um, I know growing up, like I didn't realize that was kind of a thing. So that's, mm-hmm. that's really cool to hear more about like, what is, what is a director of, of a ministry like work camp? Um, but the other portion uh, that the reason why I wanted to have it on was just to promote uh, work camp and, and let people know more about what this ministry is. So there's a lot of different ministries out there. Um, and, and I know you, we've talked about this before. We're, we're not necessarily in the, the competition uh, world of this, but what are some things that, you know, we want to promote all good things for the kingdom, but what are some of those things mm-hmm. that maybe that you would see that sets work camp any apart from other opportunities out there? Not saying it's better, but just sets it apart. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we, every youth leader that we meet with, with, we say there's a thousand great opportunities when you're looking at a mission trip and, you know, you can go international and there's some amazing stuff that happens when you leave the United States borders. Um, you can stay in your hometown and there's, there's a huge impact in serving right around the corner from your house. Um, so we are just one of many trips that, that hopefully will leave an impact on your students. And, um, and so what we say is, you know, personally, why I fell in love with this ministry is I did a lot of different church events growing up. But when I went out and sweat like crazy in the summer and slept on an air mattress on a floor and just was like more exhausted than I've ever been in my entire life. But when I at the end of the week looked at this new roof over this, this there's an old man, that my first crew, uh, the first residence that I had. And it was an older man who um, had been in a wheelchair for a couple of years and their house, their roof was leaking. And, um, and so we actually got to put a roof on his house and we built a ramp. We had kind of a crazy site. Um, but when we built the ramp, we built the roof. He was just thrilled. And then we built a ramp and he went up and down the ramp about 15 times, um, just going up and down, up and down. Cause it used to take him a long time to get in and out of his house with a wheelchair. Um, and so when I, as a student got to get out and serve somebody else and put the focus on somebody else, it really, um, it really made a tremendous impact on me as far as, okay, we learn about God a lot, but when we put it into practice, there's just something amazing that happens. And so for me, one of the benefits of WorkCamp is it's a service trip. I, I think there's just so much value in, um, you know, our world is so much telling us that it's just all about us. And so when we get outside and we serve and in the summer in the North, it's hot and you're sweating and you're tired. Um, but when you give of yourself, like to me, that's about as rewarding of an experience as you can have. Um, selfishly, I think work camp, you know, we do a pretty good job of being fairly organized. We get all the tools out and ready for you. So when you show up, uh, one of our goals is we really want to be a ministry that 
supports our youth leaders. So our goal is that our youth leaders just show up and they worry about how to get to camp and how to get home. And once they're once they're there, you just spend that time investing in your students. And so we try to take down all the roadblocks that would be the logistical nightmares that get in the way that you have to handle. And now that takes away the time that you can spend with a student who's questioning this this idea of God and wants to walk through it. Our goal is to do our best to maximize your time with your students. Um, and I think we do a pretty good job of that. We have a lot of feedback each year. Our youth leaders usually tell us that, um, you know, we really do take a lot of those logistics out. We will work you. So when you get here, you're going to spend your day on a crew or, or something like that. Like, Steve, you've done a lot of jobs. You've been our speaker. You've been our interviewer when we do our daily video. You've been a crew leader countless times. Um, so we will absolutely work you when you get there. There's no, there's no days off at work camp mm-hmm. for anybody. But um, we really want it to be a chance where our youth leaders can spend um, really concentrated time investing in their students. Um, so I think that's one of the one of the things that sets us apart from some ministries is is just that taking care of all those logistics. Um, again, just serving is a big thing, and you know, reiterating that we're just one of many great ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love the. I, I absolutely, you know, from the first time I ever uh, went to work camp, I think when <laughs> it was one of the the two trips that we uh, I showed up in my last church. I was the first youth pastor there, but they had uh, some volunteer um, work before me. And there were two trips that were already booked when I stepped foot in the door. And one of them was work camp. And the other one was our, our winter camp experience. And um, until the day I left, that was still ministries that they were doing. And I think even after I left um, for several years, I'm not sure where they are now, but but yeah, they're still, we're, still, we're still teamed up. Awesome. So like that, it was so great for us to just walk through that door and know, wow, we're actually going to make some significant um, benefits. I bring some significant benefits to these residents' houses. And, but also I love the fact that you guys really do balance, I think, both the work and the camp side. It it feels more like a camp than a lot of other mission trips. And I, I think that's really important for a lot of other youth workers to understand. It's not just a typical mission trip. You also spend a lot of time pouring into the Bible, getting into spiritual habits, uh, connecting, discussing. So a lot of our students walked away from that week going, this is the ideal week to like spend, you know, with God in the morning, talking, working and serving other people at night, worshiping him in the evening, playing together with other Christians at night. Like, yeah, what, what goes into you guys as you have formed the the week itself like how's it looks like that what what goes through your mind as you're you're putting everything together i think a lot of it um was the model was great when we when we discovered it there was a you know we've changed small things over the years but you know one of the things that we say is we didn't invent this and um you know as much as we'd love to take credit for this incredible thing we kind of just um stepped into it and we've made small tweaks as we've gone on um, you know, one of the things when I was younger, I, as the guy who's kind of in charge of the programming, they had a thing called cry night every Wednesday night. And <laughs> as an emotionless New Englander young man, I hated it. And so to me, um, you know, like they, the evening program, um, was we would get in there, we play some games, we'd sing some songs, we'd have a sermon and then we have the youth group discussion time. And so our, our belief at work camp is that, you know, for one, we have lots of different churches coming. So different denominations are represented. Uh, we always say that our speaker is is focusing on the things that we all agree on, and then we break into our small group time. And for me, the best chance for you and your students to, or your students to grow in their faith is when you can have that um, sermon time where they're presented with with God, and then they can break off into their small groups, and then you can work with your students who you know 
you know what they're going through, you know um, their successes, their failures, and you can kind of use that CERN and then some discussion questions that come out of it. Then you can kind of guide that time with your students and and help them just grow deeper in their faith. And so, um, you know, like little changes like that, like switching switching some of the focus from being the oh, the sermon's going to be 45 minutes and that's the epitome of the program to the youth leader investing in their students to me is a little bit more of that. Um, and then and then just other things like that as time goes on. I, I, I mentioned that we were I've been meeting with youth leaders after camp. So one of the things that we've done the last few years is we try to get out to lunch with everybody um, local who we can who we can connect with and just say, hey, what, what what went well? What didn't go well? What can we improve on? And unsurprisingly, our youth leaders have tons of awesome ideas. And so, you know, we're not prideful about, oh, well, this is how we do things. Like we love switching things. If, you know, we stick with what works for the most part, but we love trying out different things. And, you know, we've, we have some phenomenal youth leaders who have been a part of our, our organization for years who, who bring students to us um, and they have great ideas. And so we try them out and, you know, we, we keep what works and we throw away what doesn't. And it just gets us sharper and sharper every year. Absolutely. That's so cool. So we talked about um, summer camp opportunities, uh, which is kind of your main bread and butter. Um, but I know you guys do other stuff as well. So um, maybe some people are like, hey, I'm locked into what I do on a on a regular basis every summer. What else what else is there that they could maybe kind of bend your ear and say, hey, can it can work camp help me with this aspect of, of our service uh, in our ministry? Yeah, so kind of what we our our main job is obviously lining up all those work sites and getting all that stuff done, and and our passion is serving. And so one of the things that we offer to groups, mostly local, but we are always willing to go anywhere, um, is to come in and help you with a service day. So um, Steve, your church back here in New Hampshire, one one year just said we're we're shutting the doors on Sunday. We're going to go out and be the church in the community. And work camp came alongside you and kind of managed all the work sites. So we went out and we raked and we painted. And we did a bunch of things. And uh, we just kind of helped with the logistics of helping everyone know where to go, helping with the tools and all that stuff and getting it prepped and ready to go. So there's things like that we can do. Um, we've done some leadership type conferences and, and we have a, a history and background in, in leadership development in the corporate world. So we can kind of have a, a specialized camp where we might bring in some of your um, more in-depth students. Some of the students are a little further along in their faith, come together for a little bit more of a, a leadership type camp or a weekend kind of thing. So really anywhere, any way that we can support our youth leaders, any way that we can get students out serving, we love we love trying to figure that out. And we're again, we're very much willing to do whatever works for you. So whatever you think a service weekend wants to be for your church, we come in and do our best to support you in that. We can be as involved or not involved as you want us to be. Cool. Cool. And, and I think that's, that's great. I think a lot of youth workers out there are looking for something, maybe a weekend or maybe a day or something, but, uh, but also if you, even if you're not in the Northeast, it's a great way to, you know, keep, you know, some sort of a mission trip, but doing it right here in the country, it's a whole lot cheaper <laughs> to usually to, to fly or drive to New England than it is, you know, maybe to Africa or Mexico or somewhere else. Um, and so just put that on your radar um, as you're thinking about um, mission opportunities. I know WorkCamp uh, as well is always looking for partnerships there with other churches as well, both financially, but just uh, to do that year after year after year to kind of build that partnership. Um, Mark, I know that you've got 
years of ministry under your belt, um, with specifically with WorkCamp, but also as a volunteer, as as a worship leader in your church, all those different things. So you've got a you've got an audience of youth pastors, youth workers out here listening to this podcast. Uh, what are a couple tips that you would like to share with them, um, being from from your corner of of youth ministry? Um, just some things that God's te- taught you over the years that you'd like to share with them. Sure. Well, Steve, you know me well, and you know that I don't like to follow instructions. So I'm going to start <laughs> off instead of a tip. I'm going to give. Uh, I, I just well, I want to give an encouragement. Um, part of being a parachurch organization, uh, we have a different role than youth leaders. Like I said, we love to support them. Um, one of the coolest things about my job is getting to see a group of different youth leaders come in and go and invest in their students and see what they're doing year round and and be a little bit more closely tied with that. Um, So I just want to tell all of the youth leaders who are listening, keep up the good work. It's so easy to get bogged down in uh, hard times and all the minutia of running a youth group. And I can't imagine being in charge of doing a digital youth group the last two years and all of those different things. Um, So much can weigh you down and and being a sponsor for years, you, you wonder like, are these kids getting it? Is, is my time being spent? Is it um, successful at all? Is there any fruit coming out of this? Uh, I just really want to encourage you. Yes, there's absolutely fruit coming out of this. Don't don't give up in doing what you know is good. Um, keep up the good work. So that's the first thing. And then I was like, all right, I'll try to think of one tip. Um, my one tip that I, I thought was maybe of some value or just it's nothing groundbreaking, um, but it's just to be you. Right. It's, it's a simple, simple, but fairly profound thing. Um, everyone knows it, but it's easy to lose sight of sometimes. You know, you, it's, it's awesome to listen to podcasts and gain knowledge from other people to go to conferences, like to be a learner. Um, but, you know, don't just do what Steve does because Steve, you're not Steve, you know, and um, Steve and, and, and I are different people, but we've had good success together because Steve is a lot of things that I'm not in many good ways. Um, so in all the things that you learn and all the things that you take in, um, remember to be you and especially you youth leaders know this better than probably anybody. Like the students can just see through you so quickly if you're not being you. Um, so just a reminder that God made you the way you are and he presents you with all this knowledge and all this kind of stuff that you can take in, but also just figure out how do you make that work for you. So that's my, that's my tip. (laughs) That's really good. That's really good, Mark. Uh, So I know people are going to want to connect with you. Um, I know they're going to want to find out more about WorkCamp. Maybe, maybe they got some ideas in their head. Maybe, maybe it's uh, they're in this place where they've got some plans in place, but they really need someone just even to bend someone's ear who's been there before and say, Hey, we got this idea can this work? We're not really sure. I know you guys are open to conversations like that and just kind of, you know, helping youth workers through that stuff. Uh, what is the best way for people to get a hold of you and to find out more about WorkCamp? Sure. Our website is WorkCampNE, dot com. Uh, my in- email is just Mark, M-A-R-C, at WorkCampNE. That's on the contact page. But if you head to the website, you can, it kind of branches out to everything from there. Um, we have a YouTube channel. It's youtube.com slash workcampany. And that's a really great way to kind of see what we're about. We have a daily video every single day at camp and those are all uploaded there. So you can kind of see like what it's all about. Um, we're on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter and they're all, it's just all slash workcampany. So you can find it all there. Um, and, and like you said, Steve, if there's any value, any wisdom that we have in all of our trials and failures over the last 20 years, you know, even if you just if you're a youth leader and you're interested in starting your own weekend service thing up and you want to just use us as a sounding board to to maybe, you know, round off a couple of the mistakes you might make. You know, we're here for that. It doesn't mean we have to you have to pay us to come to you. We're happy to do you know partnerships like that. But also if we can just um, provide any insight or any help, we're always happy to do that, too. Cool. 
Cool. Well, Mark, thank you so much for all the, the ministry that you've been doing and leading over the years. Thank you for your friendship. And um, yeah, just I love love what WorkCamp is doing. Um, I still have a vested interest since I'm on the board. So, um, <laughs> but uh, it's so much more than that. And uh, man, just God bless everything that you're doing. Thank you, Steve. And thank you all for being here once again. Be sure to check out all those links that we've talked about in the show notes. Also, be sure to check out the link for G Shades. Thank you so much, G Shades, for sponsoring this episode of the Student Ministry Podcast. Check out gshades.org and use the promo code TSMPOD for 10% off your order. Also, uh, just want to let you guys know this actually is uh, the podcast episode that brings us to the end of six years of doing this podcast. So um, I told you already, but thank you so much. Some of you have been here the entire six-year run, which is just incredible. Uh, so grateful for you uh, not only being here, but sharing it with other youth workers who need to hear these stories about what God is doing uh, in the entire world of youth ministry, and um, hopefully be encouraged, pick up some tips along the way, and um, maybe you know be able to uh, contact some of the these guests that we've had on the podcast over the years, and uh, you know strike up some more conversations and and things that's really helped hopefully in your ministry. So thank you so much for being here for the last six years. Uh, we're going to keep doing this as long as God wants it to happen. So uh, that's this is not me saying this is the end uh, at six years, not at all. Um, hopefully we will we'll have more and more and more years, um, approaching hundred episodes is still a little bit away. I know. Um, but, uh, you know, maybe within the next uh, year or two, we'll hit, hit that hundred episode mark. So I was really excited about that. Um, thankful for all the sponsors we've had over the years as well. And, uh, yeah, if you've not done so yet, please just, uh, hit that subscribe button, but also leave a positive review. If you enjoy what you hear, if your podcast app or service allows you to leave a podcast review, um, please do that. That just That's a huge help for us. And also to share that uh, with others um, in youth ministry, it's a, just a huge benefit um, to us, but also to others who are trying to hear this podcast. If you haven't done so yet, you can also follow us on social media. All those links are going to be in the show notes, uh, as well as all the ones we've talked about so far in this episode. So thank you so much for being here for episode 77. We'll be back next time with episode 78. But uh, until then, may God bless your ministry.